Hoffman. Steve Spot, kind enough to join us now. Do you watch a game like that last night or even on a, on a rare off night? Are you so dialed in right now? Do you, do you even get away from it for a couple hours in the evening? No, you know, we uh, obviously had a nice day off yesterday, guys. But no, last night at 8 o'clock, we were, we were dialed in and making our notes with regards to Detroit. And, you know, we've got six periods coming up against them. So just making sure we know what our, our plan is going to be five on five and, and through our specialty teams. And obviously their penalty kill right now is, is, is playing very well. They haven't given up a, a regular season goal yet on uh, on the power play, so we've, we're going to have to be sharp uh, here tomorrow night. So we were talking about Gustav Nyquist, and he, and he just gets another Gustav Nyquist-type goal. You saw him briefly with the Grand Rapids Griffins. The Wings, their their thought process, I won't say excuse of the time, was they, they just had too many vets they'd committed contracts to, but then you were probably thrilled that he disappeared from Grand Rapids so quickly and, and ascended to have the uh, amazing season he has, and there he is right out of the gate, three goals in three games. Yeah, he, he's a dynamic player. I think you know when you when you look at Gustav, you know the first thing that jumps out is, is his speed, uh, and then he is able to do things with the puck. That uh, you know he's a difference maker. He's he's one of those European-born players that uh, you know they were talking last night on, on the broadcast about the five Russians they used to have. Now they've got the five Swedes, and you know he's one of those Swedish-born players that has that dynamic skill. So he's going to give us uh, some fits tomorrow night. We're going to have to be tight-checked against him. Steve Spotley's assistant coach, our guest. So four games in, and, and of course, everything gets gets discussed in this city on the fan base. And the one thing that's that's I've questioned a little bit, Steve, is when you look at, at this team through four games, and last year a, a big topic was, all right, you can't play your fourth line too many minutes. Uh, it was a three-line team. Well, the organization made some changes, and, and, and now you got some guys in the fourth line that can play. But the story's kind of been the same in terms of minutes. They didn't play very much the other night. Granted, it was an overtime game, but with a 6-2 lead against the Rangers in the third, we still didn't really see Peter Holland and, and Brandon Cozen. Is, uh, is is this something that you hope to rectify or change? Well, again, I think that's something, you know, that we, we have to continue to work with. Um, you know, the biggest thing for, for coaches, guys, at any level is trust. And you've got to make sure that at all times you trust all your players. And, you know, it's... We were we were 0 2 going into New York, and you know you're up 6 2, but you know you, you give up a late goal at 6 3. They get the goalie out. You know it, it, things can happen so quickly in hockey. And I think when you're 0 2, it kind of changes your mindset as a coach, and you want to try to do what you can to solidify the win. Thinking and until you stand behind that bench, guys, it, it, it's not easy. And I think you know you just wanted to know that you could get that two points, and you're going to ride the guys that you have some experience with and. And maybe that, uh, you know, maybe can batten down the hatches. So, again, hopefully, you know, we can get those guys more minutes. But I think New York was what that rare opportunity to, to try to make sure you got those two points because we had been struggling up until that point. Steve Spod, kind enough to join us. Leafs and Red Wings tomorrow at the ACC. They'll be back at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan on Saturday night. Uh, you saw Peter Hall in plenty in, uh, in juniors, a lot of Kitchener-Guelph games. I want to ask you about his transition. It's the hardest thing, isn't it, to take a score and a guy who's a first-round pick and say, now you're doing something that's a little different. He had some moments playing in the top six last year with uh, with the Maple Leafs, and you would have utilized him that way with the Marlies. Is he still, like Daniel Pye is a good example of a guy I saw in junior, and I go, I don't know if he can do it. And then you realize he can, and but not everyone can. Where is he in that transition to to being a little more of a checker than a little more of, a, of an offensive playmaker? Well, I, I think I think the Danny Pye analogy is bang on. I think, you know, Peter's always been a player, and you referenced it, that's been able to create offense, uh, you know, 
be a top two line center no matter where he played. And obviously, he was my first line center last year with the Marlies in the playoffs. But you know, right now when you've got you know the likes of of a Tyler Bozak and an awesome Kadri one two, um, you know Mike Santarelli is a proven NHL uh, centerman at three. You know Pete has to find ways to to get on the ice, and you know we're trying to find him some penalty killing time. Uh, but again, it, it's a process. It's a buy-in from him, and I can tell you, he he has fully bought in. He wants to become more of a trusted player. Now it's just a matter of getting better every day. But it's finding minutes for these guys, and we know how much this game now is based on power play and penalty kill. So we've got to try to find him some of those minutes in those areas to make sure that uh, his numbers do get up. Eight oh nine, Steve Spot, our guest, Brady and Walker on Sportsnet five ninety, the fan. Um, they'll say about some players that that the NHL game the better players and guys being where they're supposed to be is easier than the AHL game. And it's what it's looked like with Stuart Percy. Are, are you at all surprised at, at how comfortable he's looked or coaching him last year with, with the Marlies? Is this, was this always going to be written this way? Well, we knew at some point, you know, Gordon and, and I, now Gord's the head coach of the Marlies, you know, we didn't know if it would happen this year. We knew at some point he'd be able to translate his game to this level because of how well he thinks the game and how low of a threshold of panic he has with the puck. And, you know, you can hear the Air Canada Center fans sometimes when Stu throws pucks to the middle of the ice where you could, you could hear the gasp in the building. But, you know, that's how you have to come out of your end now. It's every team in this league, all 30 teams, lock down the walls on their forechecks. So the way to exit out of your end or break out of your end is through the middle of the ice. And Stu has that innate ability, whether it's on his backhand or his forehand, to put pucks to the middle of the ice. It's the responsibility of our forwards, not Stu, mm-hmm. to make sure they're there to get those passes. But he's been great, and uh, he's earned his ice time. He's earned an opportunity. One thing I've learned about the National Hockey League, it's not a development league. You, if you can't play, you're not in the lineup. But if you can help us win, you're going to play, and he's earned the right to play right now. So has this been a good week for you to be more involved with the forwards and and, uh, and Peter Horacek more involved with the defense? Has there been like, Yeah. That's a good week. You don't want to switch that for the week. And, until... No, we, we're getting there, guys. I think, you know, <laughs> again, there's there's a transition here with regards to, to the coaches, too. You know, for Andy, um, you know, there's an adjustment period for him with Pete and myself, too. You, you've got three head coaches in, in a room, and it, it's sharing of ideas and getting on the same page in all areas of the game. But we had a good summer. Uh, a good preseason to discuss, and, and I think it's only going to get better. But as we said, this team here, and I've got to see them a lot last year now that I'm coaching them, you know, they've got a way that they, they like to play, and we've got to break some of the habits here. And it, it's very simply based on turnovers, and they like to use their speed and skill, but there are times where you've got to lay the puck in behind defensemen and earn it back, and yeah. that's part of the mindset we've got to get going. And, and I don't think it's been too... How do I put it? It hasn't been too hysterical. I, I I bristled some of the stupid stuff in in a big hockey market like this, and you'd rather have it have all the attention than not have any. But the, but I I think the thing about Jay Gardner coming out, Steve, is to me it's been it's been two thirds what Stuart Percy's done, and one third maybe Jake needing to to do a few other things. But it, Percy's made himself the guy that you can't take out. Well, that's that's the challenge, and I think, and I'm glad you touched on that because. Uh, this isn't about, you know, just Jake. It, you know, Stu has earned an opportunity to play. So the nice thing we've got is we've got seven defensemen right now in this dressing room that we think can help us play. And there's going to be guys come in and guys come out. But, you know, Stu has earned that opportunity to play in that situation, get some power play time because our power play up until last game had been pretty good. So I think that it's a, it's a matter of Stu and not Jake. And Jake's going to get his chance again. We all know that. It's just a matter of when and when he does take advantage of it. And I'm sure he will.